Good morning, church. How y'all doing? You having a good time at church today? Come on. I'm excited. So excited that you're here today on Thanksgiving weekend. And I just appreciated everybody giving thanks today and everybody honoring God. It's always, always, always good to do that. Amen? Amen. Come on. It's always good to remember that core culture, core culture. Now, how many of you, um, uh, this past Thursday, you had Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, now here we go. How many of y'all really like uh, mashed potatoes? That's your favorite, mashed potatoes. Where's all the mashed potatoes people? Okay, where's all the stuffing people? Yeah, where's all the turkey people? Yeah, where's all the I like it all people? Come on, somebody. Yeah, there we go. I knew I'd get some hands there, you know? Like, we all maybe have a favorite when it comes to, like, that meal, but it, all of it together makes the meal. Yeah, and, and when we talk about culture and core culture, I think the best definition of that would be how different families do Thanksgiving. Because, because there's nuances in every, fam, every family about how they do it or the way they prepare. Am I right? Yeah, and, and, and most of us learn this. You grew up a certain way, and then you go uh, maybe to a, a boyfriend or girlfriend's house, and then you see how, how different it is. And you're wondering, where did these people come from? It's like, it's like completely different. It's like, whoa, this is different. You know, and I was wondering, uh, I was thinking about this. One of uh, our, our kids, uh, they asked, they said, why, why do we eat at 2 o'clock on, on Thanksgiving? And I said, that's because that's the way we do it. I said, I don't know. Somewhere, I don't know. I guess that's the way I grew up. Like, we always had it at 2 o'clock. So that's the way we do it now, right? And there's certain ways you prepare things. It's just that's the way you do it. That became the culture of your home, you know? And I think one of the most difficult things is, you know, when you get married, you have to, like, merge these cultures together and try to create some order out of it. Come on, can I have an amen? Somebody, yeah. Come on, yeah. And so you make order. So core culture isn't just one thing. It's all these things put together that create who we are. That's what really it is in core culture. And we've been taking this look at... at generosity, and we've been looking at culture of the early church. The, the, the early church is, is the one in the book of Acts. That's the early church. Early church isn't like a 7 a.m. church service, okay? That's not early church, okay? And this isn't late church. It's like, it's like the one that was in the book of Acts, and we're learning what is core culture and what's the basics of it and what brought us to this point today. Because our church isn't just 40 plus years old, it's 2,000 years old because it goes back to the book of Acts. Yeah, that's where it all began here. And so we've been looking, every week we read out of the book of Acts and, and just to, to launch us here. And, 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 and so here we go, Acts chapter 2, 41. And those who believed the apostle Peter, he preached his first message there and were baptized. There's about 3,000 people there. And they joined with the other believers in regular attendance at the apostles' teaching sessions and at communion services. And we had communion today. Wasn't it good to remember Jesus with communion today? Wasn't that good? That's important. And, and, and prayer meetings. So, so they attended to teaching. They attended to prayer. They had communion. This is what they were committed to here. And a deep sense of awe was on them all. All the apostles did many miracles, and all the believers met together constantly and shared everything with each other, selling their possessions and dividing all with those in need. 
Verse 46. And they worshiped regularly, yeah, regularly at the temple each day. And, 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 they, and they met in small groups in homes for communion and shared their meals with joy and thankfulness. Everybody say joy and thankfulness. Yeah, praising God, and the whole city was favorable to them, and each day God added to their number those who were being saved. Doesn't that sound like the kind of place you'd like to go to? I mean, other than like they didn't have indoor plumbing and, and cell phones, come on. Yeah, doesn't that sound like the kind of place you'd like to be? Yeah, we'd all like to be there, because it just sounded like, man, it was like all happening, and it's great, and like everybody had a need, like let's just share, let's just do this deal together, and it sounds like they're having a good time. I mean, it doesn't sound like you better do this, or Jesus will come and smite you. It does, you don't hear any of that, yeah. And there's this thing called joy and thankfulness, as they sh shared their meals, and, and I, I think the way that they shared their meals was the same way that they lived their lives with joy and thankfulness. And, and it's so awesome. So joy, what is this joy that they were talking about? It is wild joy. Oh yeah, it's, it's ecstatic delight. It's exhilaration and exaltation. I mean, it's not quiet time joy. Are you, are, you, are you tracking me here? I mean, when it says joy, this Greek word for joy is a significant word. It means like they were, they were just like going for it. This is, a, this is awesome. I mean, they were going house to house having meals. It was like, whose turn is it next? Come on, we, I hope somebody that's Italian, we want some spaghetti and meatballs next. Come on. Right? Come on, those pierogies were good, but let's have something new. Come on. Come on, like that, like there was a joy, there was an exaltation, there was an exhilaration, there was ecstatic here, and there's thankfulness, which means simplicity of heart. It means there was a sincerity of heart, and this word literally means, it means without rocks, it means a smooth, it means smooth, there's no rocks in the way, there's no stopping it, it's, it's not like there's, there's it's, it's ground with not a lot of rocks, and so it's smooth, and it's even, and it's, it's great for plants something that you're going to grow. That's really what this word means, simplicity and sincerity. And this word heart, oh man. And so it says that they were doing this with simplicity of heart. Yeah. And so it means mind, character, inner self. Now, how many of you have ever heard of a detention center? How many of you have spent, no, no. Um, <laughs> don't raise your hand. Okay. No, don't do that. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, but you've heard of detention centers. Your heart is your intention center. It's your intention center. It's like what makes you tick? What makes you you? It means literally the decisions that we make that create who we really are. That's what this word means. So it says that we had sincerity and simplicity. This is what they had of heart. And what made them tick, there was something inside now that the way they lived their lives was now coming out and other people looked at it and said, I want that. I want that. I want sincerity and simplicity of heart. Isn't that really what we're all looking for? I mean, some of us right about now, it's after Thanksgiving and all we're thinking about is Christmas lists and we would just like some simplicity of some Christmas lists. Come on. Am I right? I just would like some simplicity here. 
Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. And so it means like this heart. It, and it, it's, just, it's the inner part of our being. That's what's at the core. And so it, it's easy when we talk about church or we talk about things of church that we think we're talking only about behavior, but really we're talking about hearts that have been radically changed and, and, and transformed by the power of God that naturally something comes out of them. There's a natural response to what Jesus has done inside of me. Now, have you ever maybe met somebody, nobody in this room, that maybe they were acting a certain way and somebody told you that's not the way they really are. They have a good heart. They, they're just behaving this way. Has that ever happened? Maybe even we said that. Oh, they're, they're good-hearted, but their actions aren't lining up. That's a polite way to say their heart's still bad. No, I'm serious, because out of your heart come actions. Out of your decision-making center comes who you really are. That really is true. Am I right? And so really what we're after and what we're all longing for is not a behavioral change, but we're all after a heart change. And, and, and heart change happens by, but, but with simplicity and sincerity. That's what it really is. It's intentionality here. That's what it is. Now, I'll, now when it, I'm, I'm going to switch gears here. And now I'm going to look at the, the church in Corinth in a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church in Corinth. And we're going to read some verses that, that he wrote to them. Okay, and, and it's going to be easy to take what I'm saying to you and only want to like think I'm speaking about money. And I'm not only speaking of money, I'm speaking about our lives and worship to God. Thankfulness to God. Now giving, I'm just going to let you know what giving is. Do you know what giving is? It's gratitude with an attitude. No, it is. It's, 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 it's gratitude with a significant attitude that it all belongs to God. I needed those songs we sang this morning. How about you? Did you need them? I did. I needed to be reminded because my rememberer, it, it gets broke sometimes. It gets stuck on repeat and what's in there isn't good sometimes. Are you like me? And we need reminded of the goodness of God. We need reminded of his greatness, right? And so when we talk about core culture, there's a, there's a couple basic things to it. Now, we all know what it takes to be healthy, right? You got to eat right. Yeah, thanks, Pastor, for bringing that up today. Yeah, you got to eat right, and you, 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 you get enough sleep, and you get exercise, right? Three things. If you do those three things, you have a better shot at being healthy. How many of you like any of those things other than sleep? Come on, yeah. I'm sleeping. Yes, Lord. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yeah. The other two aren't so fun, right? But when we do them, we have a better chance at being healthy. And what I'm sharing with you today gives us a better chance of being healthy. And so the Apostle Paul is writing about an attitude of gratitude. And he's writing about some basic things here that if we can apply these to our lives in worship and we can apply our, these to our lives in a, in a very real way, we have a better chance at being healthy. And that's really what we're after. So here's the big idea. I want to give you the big idea. Here it is. Core Christian culture is built on, I'm even going to use the word thanksgiving, thanksgiving, 
that rewards, reflects, and rejuvenates. How many of you would like some rewards? Come on, how many of you, come on, how many of you shop at Giant Eagle? You get your, you, then you go to get-go, right? I like rewards. I, even if I don't use them, I like to know how many is on there. Anybody with me? Yeah, yeah, I like rewards. I want to know. Yeah, I like rewards. But I, I want to be rejuvenated. I want to be replenished. And, and we do need to take time to like, see what am I reflecting here. But it's thanksgiving here. That's really what it is. And so I'm going to read some verses. The Apostle Paul, um, he's bragging on people. He's bragging on the Corinthians. I want to let you know that I brag on you all the time. I brag on you. I go to other pastors of other churches and I say, oh man, it's so sad for you because we got the best people on the planet here. And they go, oh yeah, and we start bragging. Yeah, because I'm I bragging. And this is the Apostle Paul. He's bragging about them. He's saying, oh, you finished what you start and you're so great and you're doing it all. And I mean, it's good. It, it, how many of you have had too many compliments? How many of you, in this week, you've had to tell people, just stop it? <laughs> Anybody here, just stop it. You're being too nice to me. You're doing too kind. Yeah, yeah. No. So but the Apostle Paul's bragging on him. That's what he's doing. He's saying, you take your responsibility clear, and you're doing all this. And so I want to read some verses to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. They, they started taking an offering before, but remember, I'm going to talk about worship. Worship. You know what worship is? This is just listen to me. Worship is worth worth ship. It's ascribing worth to something. So when we worshiped this morning, we sang songs today, we were ascribing worth to God. We do it according to how much he's worth to us. Our giving, and that's why we consider even giving part of our worship, because it's ascribing worth to God. He's a worthy God. How many of y'all know that? Uh, He's worthy. He really is. I mean, he is so, so worthy here. Okay, I'm getting carried away. Verse 9, uh, or excuse me, verse 6. The point is this. Apostle Paul's writing, verse, verse 6. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully, he's going to reap bountifully. Each one must give as he decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a? Yeah. And here's verse 8. Verse 8, I love this. And God is able. Okay, to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase and harvest. Verse 11, you will be enriched in every way. How many of you would like to be enriched in every way? In every way. Yeah, come on. In every way. Yeah, and generous in every way. Which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of his service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Yeah, by their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God on you. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. They, were, they, were, they were given a gift over and above to help other people in need. 
You know, and, and that's so significant right there. You know, I, I, I guarantee you, and, and, and we say this a lot. Some, we, we say this a lot. Like when, we say to, when somebody says to you, how you doing? Better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. So I'm going to say, how you doing? You say, better than I deserve. How you doing? Yeah, see, that's just a reminder. I'm doing better than I really deserve. I'm doing, you know, life, life is good. You know what I've learned? Even when life isn't good, life is still good. It really, I mean, even when life's not so good, life is, life is, I'm still going to find the goodness of God. Yeah, I'm doing better than I deserve. I said that recently in one, one campus, and somebody came up to me afterwards, and they said, Pastor, I'm even doing better than you deserve. I said, I'm not sure how that works, but I'm praising God. Okay, I'm not even sure. I have no idea how that works, okay? But, and I'm not even sure how you think I deserve I'm not even sure how to answer that. Yeah, I just stood there. I mean, probably one of the very few times in my life I was ever speechless. Come on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm doing better than I deserve here. And so here, let's look at this, this giving that rewards. Like in, in this sowing and reaping, it's a biblical principle about life. And it, it's sowing and reaping works with my eating right and my exercise and my finances. It works in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And it works with my worship unto God when I remember him, when I'm worshiping him, when I'm honoring him, when nobody's in the car and I just sing real loud. Yeah. Come on, do you ever do that? Yeah, if you turn it up real loud, nobody can hear you. It doesn't matter. Come on. Yeah, and then you, you get to the stoplight and somebody's staring at you. And then you pretend like you're talking to somebody. And you're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, but it's just worshiping God. It's sowing and reaping. This is a biblical principle of sowing and reaping. I believe in sowing and I believe in reaping here. And in Galatians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is writing here. He says, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. For whatever one sows, he will also Yeah, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. And the one who sows to his spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Now, the verse 9, ladies who have, who have had children, you get this verse 9. Because really, the context of it is a woman in childbirth. Okay. So I'm going to refer to it, but I have no personal experience with this. I haven't delivered a child, just for the record. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And the connotation is this, and, 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 and I know many times women have told stories like they get to a certain point. Guys usually tell the story. And she looked at me and she says, I give up. I want out. <laughs> like, baby, there ain't no getting out right now. Come home. Like, we is here. Okay, that's what the connotation of this is. And it says, if you hold on through the pain and through the difficulty, you're going to reap something at the end. And whether it's in worship, honoring God, or whether in our giving, or whether the way we handle our finances, if we hold on and do, we sow to the Spirit, we will reap in the Spirit, and God will see. In Malachi 3, just write this down, Malachi 3, it's 8 through 10, what we get when we're, we're giving joyfully to God is an open heaven. Yeah, it says if we honor God in our tithes, there's an open heaven. Now, some of us may be sitting here going, I have no idea what an open heaven is. But just think about what's in heaven. Just think about something in heaven right now. Is it good? Is, is heaven going to be good? Okay, now think about that opening up and being bestowed upon you now. 
See, whatever your concept of heaven is, it's an open heaven, and, and, and we get that now. We get that joy now. Isn't that good? I would like to live in an open heaven. Yeah, where the, where the blessings of God are. But we have to hold on through difficulty and through pain in there, and it's sowing and it's reaping here. Yeah. And he who supplies, verse 10, seed to the sower and bread for food will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of, harvest of your righteousness. Now, I want you to catch something. Bread is for food, but the seed is for sowing. Who, in the Apostle Paul is writing here, who gets blessed and increased with more here? The sower of the seed. Not only that, yeah, God wants to bless you with food and bread, but he's given us seed to sow. See, I want you to catch something here in the spirit. As I, as I, as I, I, I sow into the spirit, I'm sowing there. God blesses with more. He blesses with increase here. That's it. And so, so we got to get rid of our, our minds. That I'm, like, and even worship. Worship naturally improves my mindset. Honoring God. Thankfulness naturally improves a mindset. It affects you mentally. It really does. Yeah. And, and giving will affect you in the positive. It will. It's a, it's a joy. But we're not just doing it to get something back. This isn't a Ponzi scheme. This isn't a pyramid thing. I'm doing it because it honors God. And I know that he will be, he will be blessed. Do you know that there's even atheists? self-professed atheists who don't even believe in God, who give 10% of all their income because it works. I have a question for God on that one. How about you? No, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard literally atheists do teachings about how they, they give 10%. They don't know how it works, but God just blesses it, and, they, and, and God blesses the work of their hands. You know why? It's a biblical principle that will work. I want you to catch that. How much more do you think daddy in heaven wants to bless us in our worship time when we honor him? Is, are we honoring him? See, it's sowing and it's reaping here. Jesus will feed the hungry, but blessing and increase come to the sower. Yeah, that's what it is. Verse uh, 11 you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving to God. Isn't that really what we want to produce? See, I believe, let's go back to Acts 2. This is all tied together. People looked at their lives and they saw something favorable and something they liked. It produced a thanksgiving to God. Has anybody in your whole life, ever told you, hey, when it comes to that Jesus thing, you need to dow it down a little bit? Has anybody ever told you, like, you need to just dow it down a little bit? Before you know it, it's going to take over your life. Has anybody ever warned you like that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, oh, you, before you know it, you know, and, and this is what a lot of people say, before you know it, that place is going to want your money. I hear people say that all the time. Are you one of them churches? I says, no, Jesus, Jesus, he died for all of me. He paid it all. He has it all. All of my life belongs to him. That's why I like to worship. That's why I like to serve. That's why I like to honor him. Whether it's here right now 
or whether later today or tomorrow morning when I start my day and whatever it is, I just want to honor him because he paid it all. Come on. See, and it's sowing and it's reaping. I want to sow to the Spirit. I want to reap accordingly here because I want to create, I want to create thankfulness to God. Okay, now let's move on. Giving that reflects. Giving that reflects. Verse 7, each one must give as he decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now this goes back to the intention center. Decide as you choose in your heart. Be intentional. This has to do with our worship. This has to do with our money. This has to do with our time. And so what the apostle Paul is saying, don't be emotionally driven. Be spirit driven. Don't like let's not be emotional. Let's be let's decide in our heart who are we going to who are we going to honor. And that, that's that's Matthew 6 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. He's saying they're, they're, they're correlated together here. Giving reveals our heart. It's a choice. This is the culture here. We manage our priorities, we don't manage our time. Now, I'm going to say that. What priorities, what values do we have? Let's manage that. Let's manage our priorities. This is it. And, and is out of my intention center, this is what I'm going to do here. Now, I learned a good lesson early on in my Christian walk, and I'm so thankful for it. I'm so, so thankful. And that is this. I learned that I can tell my soul, we're going to worship the Lord today. I'm serious. I, I wish I could say I really learned this in the good times, but I didn't. Because in the good times, we all tend to take too much credit for our life. And in the bad times, we tend to wonder where God is. Is anybody else here like me? Anybody here? Yeah. And I learned a lesson early on, and it's, it's a psalm, uh, 103. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me is going to bless his holy name. Now, I learned this lesson, and, and it was one of the best lessons I ever learned. My soul, my will, my mind, my emotions, we're going to worship the Lord today. We're going to be God-honoring today, regardless of how you feel. Has your mind, will, and emotions ever got lost in your own head? Like today, yesterday, the day before. Am I right? Something happens when we say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. People, people have looked and they said, it's Pesach, you... You just, you just like crazy during worship and you're all ecstatic and exaltation. I said, that's because I've learned it has nothing to do with how my life is really going. It has everything to do about God. Matter of fact, I think it would, be, it would do us good to read this out loud together. No, I'm serious. I think some of us need, I, I think I, I need reminded of this. When I was reading this early this morning again, and I was just pondering it, I said, man, I really, I really need this. So if you don't need it, how about you just say it out loud for me? Is that good? Maybe you don't need this. Maybe you got it all. But would you help? Would you help? 
help a brother out here. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? You, you can see that okay? Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Come on, Didn't that feel good? Yeah, Didn't that feel good? Because the word of God will reflect. It reflects. Yeah, and, and so so we we got just like I do with my worship, just like I do with my money, just like I do with all this. I set my mind on Him, and I need to say, "This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to reflect here." That's what it is. See, worship and honoring God changes the one worshiping into the image of the thing being worshiped. We are changed, our countenance is changed when we worship and we become and we begin to look like that which we worship. This is why so many people begin to look like their dogs. (laughs) Now, I don't know if anybody here owns a dog. I think there's probably a good chance. But we do worship dogs in our culture right now. I'm telling you, we do. There is a lot. And come on, tell the truth. You've looked at a dog before, and it looks just like his owner. Come on, you've thought that. And if you haven't, you're going to now. I'm telling you that right now. You're going to say right now. In your mind, you're going to say, mm-hmm, he is right. Come on, yeah. Yeah, see... But when we, we begin to reflect that which we worship. And the more I reflect, it's a generous God in whom I serve. And so I want to reflect the generosity of God. Are you with me? See, I reflect that which I worship now. And there's something healthy about treasuring God with my money and my worship in all of my being. I'm just talking about an attitude. I'm talking about gratitude with an attitude and, and an attitude of gratitude and how we look at what we own. And it all belongs to God. And I'm going to reflect God in my giving. Amen. Just this, um, this week, I, I heard it. There was, a, there was a story about somebody who just got a brand new like, like Steelers jacket and, and and, um, and I heard the story, and it, and it was really important to them. And, they, and I'm not going to say their, their name, but they ran into somebody who had a need, and it was a legitimate need. And, um, and they just took that jacket and said, I don't really need this, and it's, it belongs to God anyhow. And they gave it to somebody in need. You know, it's one thing to give God your leftovers, but when you give them what you really like and need, it goes to a whole new level. A couple years ago, this is years ago, we did a thing right here in the church, and there was a challenge to give your best. Take something from your wardrobe and give your best. Like, don't give that leftover that you, you don't need anymore, like, doesn't have buttons and the zipper doesn't work. Take that, take that sweater or that item of clothing that you that, like you look good in, 
right away. You had one. And give that one away. Watch what God does in your heart. God does a work because we begin to reflect him. And I believe that's what the world sees and says, that's favorable. That's favorable. This past, um, a, a week ago, yesterday, at our North Braddock campus, they gave away to 330 families they gave food to. 330 families. Another one of our locations gave 42. And then actually, after they gave away those 330, they got 50 more and gave away those. Turkeys, the whole Thanksgiving meal, the whole deal. And everybody that served there just kept saying the same thing. It's just such a joy to give. It's such a joy to give. It's such a joy to give. Because we're, I believe that when we're generous and we're giving of our lives, we, we reflect him. When I'm giving of my life, that's when I reflect him. And that's who I want to reflect is him. That's what this is all about. It's a joyful life that God has everything here. That's what, that's what it is. Now, we have an opportunity right here at Bridge City Church, Murraysville, to give. Now, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Many of you are thinking, I knew there was a catch. <laughs> There's a ministry that takes place right here actually in this building once a week. And there's some very dedicated women and, and men that serve and help make this happen. But they serve, they serve women who, who have decided to keep their babies. They keep their babies. And, um, and, and, and I don't even know all their needs, to be honest. I don't. You know, I don't need to know. But God knows. But in, in order to support them and honor them, there's going to be a baby shower on December 9th from 12 to 2. And um, in, in the back, when you leave, there's an opportunity there. You can, you can write down, you're going to, you can get one of them a gift or all three of them a gift. You can mark that down. For those of you with children, let me help you. Let me help you do this. I'm telling you. If you're going to get a gift... Take your kids with you and make it a family thing. Take your kids with you. Make it a family thing. Get them understanding we give. In this family, this is what we do. We're givers. We do. Get them a gift. Now, if you, ladies, if, if you can attend the shower and bless and honor and spend two hours, and I know it's December, but what better time to give of our lives? You can sign up and say, I'm going to be there. I'll bring something. And I just want to honor God from 12 to 2. See, I'm trying to get, you, I'm trying to get us to reflect on God. And, 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 and one of the accusations against Jesus' church are those people who are always pro-life, but they don't do anything to help the kids once they're born. Let's not be that place. Let's, can, can you help me? Can you help me not be that place? And, and you say, well, I don't have anything to give. I, okay, well then... Can you be here at 2 o'clock and clean up? I t you got something to give. You see, we all automatically go to our lack rather than what God has for us. And this whole thing about giving and thanksgiving of core culture is, is that we, we get to give, we get to serve, we get to reflect, we get to, and the reward is joy. It's an open heaven. That's why we give joyfully and sacrificially. 
And we're not afraid to talk about it because it's so good. Why would I want to rob you from something so good? Right? How many of you like pumpkin pie? Come on. Yeah. How many of you, like, when it came time for that, you, like, you, you hoarded it all for yourself? So you wouldn't like this. It's really bad. No. We want to share what's good, right? Okay, let's look at this last one together. Is this helping you today? Is this helping you just shift some mindsets? Come on. I, I want to shift some mindsets here in Thanksgiving. And so, um, okay, here it is. Last one, last one. Giving that rejuvenates. Rejuvenates. Yeah, rejuvenates. Here we go. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be? You know, one of the things I believe that we miss out, not just on getting rejuvenated and replenished, but healed, is thanksgiving. Like giving financially and joyfully in worship. And we miss that opportunity because we miss the opportunities of being refreshed because we're not... We're, we, we got, when I reflect God and, and I'm doing it for the, like His reward, I'm going to sow to the Spirit, I'm going to give joyfully to this, right? Yeah? And there's a refreshing that comes and, and there's a healing. And even in recovery, even in uh, Celebrate Recovery and, and, and other 12-step programs, they, they all have an element of you got to give of your life to others. Because it keeps us grounded. You, when you're giving of yourself, when you're giving of your time, when you're giving of your finances, something happens. And there's a replenishment. There's a joy that happens. In verse 11, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce, what's it going to produce? Thanksgiving to God. Verse 12, for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but also is overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Verse 13, by their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ in the generosity of your contribution for them and for others while they long for you and pray for you because of their surpassing grace of God upon you. Do you know, I'm just going to be, I, I don't know about you, and it doesn't matter if you have a giving, like a gift of giving or not. How many of you enjoy giving um, your money to a grocery store? I mean, you just really enjoy it. How many of you enjoy giving your money to Amazon? How many of you just, oh, I can't wait for that bill. I just love it. Ooh. Anybody? Yeah. How many of you are like, oh man, oh I just I hope my target bill's higher this month. But how many of you know when you purchase something and you give it to somebody, you can't wait to give it to them? So it's not just giving of your money, it's giving it with the right heart and the right attitude and the right so others will be thankful to God. That we don't only take care of the giving for the saints, but we're taking care of the extras too. God owns it all. And there's a replenishment of that. If you've heard anything helpful to you today at all, 
anything that just, man, I, I, I needed to hear this. I needed to remember the reward. I need to remember to reflect Jesus. And I remember, I want to be rejuvenated, replenished in my heart. Just stand to your feet so I can pray for you. If you've heard anything at all that's helpful, anything at all, Lord Jesus, I pray, Father, for every, every one of us who are standing right now. And God, I ask you, Lord, to, uh, Lord God, that when people look at our lives, they would see the favor of God, not the favor of man, and that they would honor you, not us, and that they would, they would want to be added to your church, Lord God. They would want to be added to who you are, Lord God, in refreshing, in rejuvenation, Lord God, in healing, in wholeness and joy, God. Lord God, remind us, remind our hearts of these things, Lord God. Lord God, let each and every one of us just know who you are and your generosity in this culture that you created. And in those last couple verses that I, I was reading, it talked about your confession of Christ and submission to God. That's really what this all, this core culture, this favorable place, that in, intention center. And if, if you today, if you've never confessed Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your past and a leader to your future, you came to the right place because that's why God put us on the planet to help you learn about his goodness and his greatness and grow in him. So today, if you've never confessed or you, and you never submitted, like those verses say, but you'd like today to be your day, that you say, Jesus, I, I ask you to forgive me. And Jesus, I submit to you as the leader of my future. If that's you today, I just want you right now in your heart, right now, just, oh man, your heart's beating, your palms are sweaty. You're like, man, I'm not sure I ever did this. Well, if you're not sure you ever did, there's a good chance you never did. And so I just want you right now, right now in this moment, just, just just, raise your hand right where you are. Just say, man, that's me. That's me. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That's me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And God, I pray, Father, for every heart that's bowing down to you right now, every heart that's experiencing you right now, Lord Jesus. Lord God, help us live this core culture that you've created in us and for us. Lord God, to you be all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hey, Pastor Eric's going to come up and, and close up. Could you all just be seated for a few minutes? And hey, thanks, y'all, for being so great.